0: My goal is to help parents support their children in finding and reaching their own unique potential. The podcast is a place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I'm your village founder and your host, Erin Royer. So it's finally summer here. Okay, I guess not technically summer because that would be June 21st, but it's summer-ish here. It went from like the mid-60s to the hundreds over Night. Now, that's in Fahrenheit, of course, so in Celsius, that's around 18 degrees to a jump to 38 degrees, so that's a really big jump. I wanted something in the middle. It just was went, to me, freezing. 65 is freezing to me, to like an oven. Um, And I want to apologize to my listeners down under because I know your seasons are opposite of what we have here. But even though the questions today do pertain to summer, they're actually relevant for other times, and you'll see what I mean in a moment. After the two questions today, I'm gonna share a small anecdote about how I messed up, yes, I mess up, with my oldest a few days ago and how I fixed it. So the first question is about traveling with toddlers. So it's very relevant to summer breaks, but also to any holiday or school break time. And actually, the question came in over winter break last year, but Trisha is a member, so she got her answer quickly, and then I just saved it until summer break for the podcast so that it's relevant to those traveling for summer and hopefully people down under, if you're going to be traveling over a break at this time of year, then it's relevant for you too. But I didn't want to share it right in the middle of the school year since I didn't think it'd be quite as relevant for most people. And then the second question is about accidents with potty training which is relevant anytime, but summer does tend to be a big time when parents feel out the prospect of potty training because it's a good time to let our toddlers run around with little to no clothing and making potty training a bit simpler. So the first question from Trisha and she wrote, Hi, Aaron. We were supposed to take a flight to Chicago to see some family. However, my almost three-year-old had a serious meltdown on the flight. On the way to our seats, he kept saying no airplane, get off, etc., because he didn't want to be on the airplane. There was really nothing we could say or do to calm him down. He seemed pretty frightened to be on the plane. We didn't think we would be able to buckle him without restraining him, so we decided to just get off the plane. My question is, how can we get him to not be fearful of planes? Now, this is not his first time on a plane. He's flown numerous times before. The last time was almost two. And I remember him not wanting to go on the plane then, but he calmed down after a few minutes. This time, he obviously was not able to calm down. We've gone to the airport near us to watch the planes land. So he has more exposure to them. So I'm not sure what we can do to help his fear. We have a flight in January to Florida and I'm already fearing it. Any help would be appreciated. So I shared with Trisha that it was good to start prepping him early and there's lots of things to do to start getting ready. Now these tips also can be good for parents who just are gonna be traveling, whether their child is fearful or may just get restless or any of those other things, these can help with that as well. First you wanna start talking about the trip where you're going, who you're going to see, and the fun things you will do. Mention you're taking a plane there. Talk about the process of flying, the airport, the luggage check, the check-in, the boarding, etc. That he can take his favorite stuffed animal through the process with him and that he can help his stuffed lovey through the whole check-in process. So this can help alleviate some of that fear over that. Is him being in charge of his lovey and being more responsible and more mature for the lovey? being more of like the adult, so to speak, in that situation. You can ask questions. You want to start having a conversation about flying. How does he feel about it? If he seems to have gotten over the anxiety, great. But if he still shares any feelings of fear and anxiety, you want to address them. You want to ask about them. Obviously, you don't want to assume he's still afraid and put any thoughts in his head. So you want to let him lead the conversation. So you want to Let him know you're going to be flying and then you want to ask how he feels about it. How do you feel about that? Do you think it's going to be exciting? And this way you can let him say if he's still afraid or scared or feeling nervous about it and then you can take that lead from there. If he mentions that it seems scary or makes him feel nervous, you can ask what about it makes him feel nervous or what about it seems scary and you can talk him through any fears or concerns that way. Also, you want to expose him to more planes and the idea of flying. So just like you've done going to the airport, that's a great idea, that's beautiful. It's gonna get him more um, familiar with seeing the planes take off and land. You can get him a toy plane. You can watch kid-friendly videos about flying. I'm sure you can find some great ones on YouTube and pre-screen them. But go to an airport, especially if you have a little one, like one of the small airports in your town, and like you're doing, watch the planes take off and land. You can have fun conversations. I wonder where they're going. Maybe they're going to see Grandma. Maybe they're going to Disneyland. What do you think they'll do at Grandma's house? Talk about the helpers at the airport and on the airplane, the people who load the luggage. And if you get a chance to watch them bringing it out and putting it under the plane, that can be really cool. Um, Talk about the pilot, the co-pilot, and the steward or stewardesses. You want to get some new toys and activities that he will only get once he's buckled in his seat on the plane. New crayons and markers, stickers, a new coloring book or pad of paper, new travel-friendly games, a new stuffed animal, anything like that. Or, of course, a very comfortable lovey that he is really attached to is also a really good option. This will take his mind off of the flight and onto something he's excited to see and do. Enough to at least get him in his seat, get him buckled in, and then the anxiety and nervousness can kind of start to dissipate from there. You can do a walkthrough. So when my kids were little, we took a quote-unquote plane ride to Hawaii, right? We lined up chairs, the dining room chairs, two in front and two in back, and they made their own passports. My kids made their passports. We took adult belts, like our pant belts, and used them as seat belts. We walked through the process of check-in and then going down the aisle between the seats and getting in our seats, buckling up, taking off, getting food, on the plane my husband played the steward and brought around the trays that they had set up earlier themselves with the play food and it was really really fun and they really loved it when you're leaving you want to plan plenty of time so there's as little stress as possible the day of that you're leaving and you can leave some room for any struggles meltdowns power struggles whatever you might have on the way to the airport getting into the car if you might start to push back so you want to leave plenty of room for all that You want to let the steward or stewardesses know that your son may be feeling a little unsure about the flight and ask for him or her to show your son any interesting tidbits about the plane, about their jobs, where they sit, or anything else that might be interesting might get him interested or excited about the trip, or just get his mind off of the idea that he's going to be on a plane that's going to take off into the air. And they're usually really good with kids and can help make it feel like more of an adventure. Now, I normally say to steer clear of bribing, but in this instance, if you see he's getting worked up after getting on and the other preparations of toys, experiences haven't alleviated the anxiety, it is okay to bring out a treat or some sort of quote unquote bribe. Just in these instances of things that you really need to get through, it's okay to do this every once in a while. So you wanna use it as a positive logical consequence though. So I brought a special cupcake or candy, or whatever, but I can't give it to you until you're sitting quietly in your seat. So I gave Trisha all these tips back in December and actually she reported that the trip went extremely well. So I was really happy to hear that her son had done so well and a lot of the anxiety had actually dissipated about taking this trip. So that was awesome. When we get back after a word from our sponsor, we'll get to the next question about potty accidents during preschool. To me, there is nothing more important than my family's health and well-being. We all know the quality of the air in our home is important. But did you know indoor air quality can be up to 100 times dirtier than outdoor air? I've got to tell you about Puro Air. and four different timer options so you can customize it to your home and your needs. Check out Puro Air at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Puro Air is the only air filter that uses a HIPAA 14 filter. That's getpuroair.com. Hey, Parenting Beyond Discipline listeners, ready to create a home that fosters love, warmth, and style? Visit homethreads.com parenting today and get a code for 15% off your order. That's homethreads.com parenting to get your code for 15% off your order. Because great parenting deserves a great home. home. Threads love where you live. The next question about potty training and accidents is from Nicole and she wrote, Hi, Erin, I'm a member and I found your classes so useful, so thank you for them. I have a problem I can't figure out with my oldest who's five. A little background, he's the oldest of three children, has two younger brothers, ages two and three. He's responsible, kind, thoughtful, helpful, Overall, a delightful and wonderful boy. He does have this one problem I can't figure out. He's been having an issue with pooping in his pants at school. He's in the third year of preschool and is there from 8 to 4. It always happens during playtime. They all play outside on a large playground and that's about 100 feet from the bathroom. He's the kind of kid that when he has to go, he needs to get there fast and he goes a lot and quickly. So. In running there, he poops a little bit in his pants. Now I get notes like poop smear with a dirty pair of underpants at least two to three times a week. This has been going on for about three months now. He is in a new preschool, which he loves. There's a lot of playtime outside and it's his favorite thing. At his old school, they did more inside play and the playground was closer, so he did not have a problem making it to the potty, but at his new school, he just can't seem to make it in time. I think he's only actually gone pooping the potty at school maybe five times without making any in his pants. He's the only kid in the class with the issue. I've been talking with his teachers and she said he's trying and that there's always one kid that has this problem, so I guess it's mine this year. She's made a special chart for him and for a few weeks he wasn't having accidents. He got a sticker for each day he didn't poop in his pants, but then after two to three weeks he started having accidents again. His teacher thought he needed a shorter sticker chart and got a new one, but it didn't really help the accidents keep coming. He had a difficult time potty training, much harder than my second child, who has never had any accidents. So when I originally potty trained him, I finally got him to make it a habit by giving him a little toy car every time he went in the potty. I thought that maybe I could do the same thing with his poop problem, so I got a bunch of small presents and told him every time he poops in the potty at school, he gets to open one. This was three weeks ago. He's only gotten to open one so far and seems over it already. Every day I get a new note and dirty pair of underpants. I ask him what happened and he tells me he was on the playground and tried to make it, but just a little came out. I try not to make a big deal about it and I don't want to embarrass him because he is trying and feels bad, so I just tell him to try his best. We've discussed running as soon as he gets the feeling and how it feels yucky to have poop in his pants and that it's better to leave playtime than to have that happen. I ask him to come up with ideas and we write them down and he says he's going to try. To run to the potty when he gets the feeling, to try to go before school, etc. But nothing really sticks. It's frustrating and I'm out of ideas. I'm hoping you can offer some advice. He also does get reminders from the teachers at school, but they can't exactly babysit him on the playground. Let me know if you have any thoughts or ideas. I appreciate your time, Nicole. So with Nicole, the... The good news is he can feel when he has to go and he is trying to make it. This is great. This is a great sign. It sounds like he's giving it his best shot. I like that the school seems to be handling it well and not shaming him either, which is really important. So there's two potential causes. Either he just needs to mature and get more practice at it, meaning getting more connected with his body and that feeling of needing to go a little earlier in the process so he can make it on time and is just not good at when he's busy and really interested in his play. The second cause could be a physical issue. Lactose intolerance, for instance. Now, this or any other number of gastrointestinal anomalies can cause loose stool and make it pretty difficult for little people to hold without any seepage until they get to the toilet. So consider a trip to the pediatrician to make sure there's no physical reason why. Otherwise he could continue to struggle for years when it could be something really simple to fix. Now I point out the lactose intolerance because my daughter has it and she suffered for years, including two extra weeks in the NICU because she couldn't keep breast milk down. And it's really frustrating to me now because the doctor didn't diagnose her until seven. We had trouble for years. So she had to stay in the NICU for two extra weeks because she kept throwing up and then she kept having trouble. We kept going into the pediatrician and no one ever thought to test her for this. Um, and she was finally diagnosed at seven. And she had issues with poop too. It would be soft and she would sometimes have poop smears and then she would be constipated, frequent belly aches, etc. And I felt so bad when we finally found out what the issue was. So that's why I say just go in and get everything checked out. Bring up all of this to the pediatrician and just see if there's a gastrointestinal issue so that he's not struggling while you're trying to work through why he's not making it to the potty in time when it could just be something going on with his digestive system. If all is fine physically, then it means he just needs to keep working on it and he will get there. I would remove all the sticker and reward charts, both at home and at school. As you can see, um, and when you mention this, I'm not surprised that it doesn't work. They really only work in the short term, but not for the long term. And so he's lost his interest in it because it just... You know, if you need it to get through a short-term thing, that's one thing, but this is a long-term thing that he just needs to figure out and work on. So, it what happens is it becomes about the reward or the sticker and not about the motivation to be fully potty trained. So, it takes away from that internal motivation and that's really what you want him to focus on. So, you find you need to pull out bigger rewards for the same effect, and I think you've found that's where you are. The teacher had to start doing them more frequently. You feel like the presence, he's kind of over them. He needs, he'll needs, he need bigger ones now to get him to be more motivated. So you just wanna get rid of that altogether. You wanna work on encouragement. I know you're trying your best and you will get there soon. If he does make it, you wanna give positive reinforcement. You got yourself to the potty in time all on your own today when he does this. Now this will also release the pressure which can backfire, the pressure what can backfire. He could get so nervous and stressed about trying to do a good job and trying to get to the potty and if he doesn't live up to the expectation then he feels bad and so that stress and that pressure may just be making that part harder also. So after too long some kids will actually just stop trying altogether because it's so hard and they're not being successful anyway and so they just sort of say why do I try it all right. And so these are the tips that I would give you to work on that process. Take him to the pediatrician, get everything checked out. If there is a problem, you can get that worked on so that he probably will make it to the potty much easier without so much struggle and without having any seepage. If he's physically completely fine, then you just want to encourage, remove all those reward systems, encourage him, let him know that you um, are behind him, that you're there to help him, and you know that he will get there soon. So now my story about my oldest and where I messed up a couple days ago. So he had his own key fob to our community pool because our HOA swim team is in full swing and he rides his scooter over there before practice and then rides back home after practice. When it was time for him to go the other day, he couldn't find the key fob. So, of course, I had also just found a math homework paper crumpled up in his swim parka. So, obviously, not only was it not neat and tidy, it didn't even get turned in. And I went and I found it when I was looking for the key fob. So, that was a double whammy for me. And I got on him about being more responsible, about how he needs to be more responsible. Well, the next day... Lo and behold, I found the key fob on my desk. I had it. I had it the whole time. I felt so bad. Now, I wasn't terrible to him. I didn't yell and scream or chastise or anything like that. But I did give him a lecture about being responsible. So when I picked him up from school that day, I turned to him and I said, I owe you an apology. And he said, for what? And I told him why immediately. He said, that's okay, Mama. He was so sweet, so gracious. I told him I felt really badly for blaming him when I was the one who actually had the key fob. And just how graciously and honestly he accepted my apology just made my heart feel so full. So here's the lesson I want to share. Parents are not perfect. Far from it. We're going to mess up. Again and again, but showing our kids how to make proper amends is an amazing lesson for them. It shows them that no one is perfect, no one is right 100% of the time. And when we mess up, we tell the other person and let them know how we feel. And this gives them a great example about how to give an apology. It also makes us look more human so that when we do need them to listen to us and we do look to them. And we do ask them to respect us and respect what we're telling and expecting of them that they don't feel like we're always the adult, always the perfect parent telling them what to do and looking down on them. And or we're always right and they're always wrong. We send the message that sometimes we're wrong, too. And when we are, we admit to it and we will make that better. So remember, there are over 50 classes on the website at yourvillageonline.com. There's classes in positive discipline, development and health, including potty training, how to know when your child is ready, how to work with a child before they're ready to increase independence and interest, the steps for potty training, everything you wanna have ready before you start the official potty training process. There's modern parenting classes, including the latest class, raising responsible kids, which I love, I think this is a great class. Also, there's the class on summer learning loss, which is a great class with lots of fun ideas for keeping your kids intellectually sharp over the summer, and that's under the education tab. If you have a parenting question you'd like answered, send an email to podcast at yourvillageonline.com. Thanks for listening, and see you next week. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich.